Welcome to the Worldwide Golf Shops Insider Podcast, Episode 310. Greetings, everyone. Tom Brussell here. Thanks so much for joining us. If this is your rookie voyage or you're a frequent flyer here on the Starship Insider, doesn't matter. We're just glad that you joined us. And today is a great day to join us because we're joined by a young man taking the week off. He's out in San Diego, California, getting ready for the rest of the season. You know him well. 2017 PGA Tour Rookie of the Year, which was capped by the Tour Championship win over Justin Thomas, birdieing that 72nd hole at East Lake. Courtesy of our friends at Callaway Golf, Xander Shoffley. Xander, thanks so much for joining us. Great to have you with us. Good to be on. Thanks for having me. Crazy year, I know. First of all, before we get going, Xander, how's everybody in your circle health-wise? Everybody okay? Yeah, everything. I mean, everyone I know um, is healthy and well. My uh, direct family is doing well. Um, just kind of San Diego has been locked down. Uh, we're locked down again now, and we've been locked down. One of the first states locked down initially, so um, everyone's been, been healthy and well, fortunately. Thank you for asking. That's great to hear. Turn the clock back because uh, you have an interesting beginning. We all fell in love with this game somehow, somewhere. Um, I think your dad played a huge, huge part in that. Talk about how you fell in love with golf. Yeah, I would watch my dad uh, every Saturday kind of wake up and uh, go out and grab his clubs and go out golf. And I always asked him sort of what he was doing. And um, he said, I'm going golfing. And I asked if I could come with him. And he goes, I think I was maybe eight, eight years old, maybe. Not until you can carry you can carry your own bag for 18 holes. He goes, I don't want to babysit you while I'm out there playing my own game. And you know, some would think that's harsh, but I figured that kind of makes sense now that now that I play golf. That I played soccer and golf growing up uh, side by side, and kind of didn't really fall in love with the team. In all honesty, just wasn't really for me. And um, I just loved hitting balls and, and practicing and golfing and hanging out with my dad. So. I ended up playing. I could carry my bag for 18 holes since I was about nine, nine-ish, ten maybe. And so he started taking me out more. And um, you know, he's been my only swing coach ever since. So it's been uh, been a pretty crazy ride. Is it true you never saw your swing on video until later later on in your teens? Yeah, I was about 16 or 17, probably. Um, I would always try and try and sneak a video uh, from one of my friends. You know, if, if they had a phone at the time. Um, but they were, they were all too scared to face my dad if, uh, if, if, if anyone found out. Um, so I guess he made himself scary enough to my friends that they didn't even really want to take a video of my swing because they, they figured they'd get in trouble and then I'd get in trouble. Um, my dad just, he just felt it wasn't, you know, in a, in a growing age and a time where it wasn't important for me to see my swing. He wanted me just to work on what he told me to do. And, um, I, I mean, I guess it worked out. Talk about college a little bit, because you started out with Long Beach State, I believe. I went to Long Beach State for one year. Um, I wanted to get a, a kind of a way. Uh, I have a putting coach, um, Derek Ueda, here in San Diego, and my and my dad's my only other swing coach. So I didn't want to go too far, but sort of, you know, it was like a two-hour hour, hour and a half drive, hour 45-minute drive. Um I signed up there with a coach, and he ended up leaving after three months to take a job, you know, one of his dream jobs, and um, that was really cool for him. And so I ended up leaving Long Beach to come back to San Diego State and figured I'm probably going to get better if I'm closer to my team that I was slowly already kind of 
didn't even realize it, but I was kind of creating in college in essence. So um, came back my sophomore year and played. Graduated, got my got my degree, and um, played played all years. Actually, my current caddy now, he was on my team with me. So um, it looks like coming back to San Diego was a was a pretty wise choice. And then you went to web.com for a year, and then on to the big show, right? Yeah, I tried to do Q School my senior year of college. I figured it would sort of be a win-win if I can somehow. Like my dad figured if I can get the experience of, of playing. Uh, qualifying school since it's so gruesome uh, at, at an earlier time that'd be that'd be great so I want my senior year thinking if I if I get it great if I don't I'll come back to school and I fail I've missed second stage by six shots it was such a wake-up call for me to that I wasn't even close so it, it was it was nice to come back play my senior year um, and then I went out uh, my you know my first year out of college and went kind of went straight through Q school and uh, went, on, went on to the web.com, now the Corn Ferry. Yeah, and now 16-17, you were Rookie of the Year. Obviously, the Tour Championship was the, uh, the creme de la creme. Talk about that. I mean, that, that has, to, has to have been just absolutely incredible. You're right out there early on, and here it is, the Tour's, the tours Championship. Talk about that. Yeah, it was, it was such a roller coaster year for me emotionally. My, my rookie year on the web, I – Played, you know, sixty um, percent of the season or seventy percent of the season was done, and I was one hundred fortieth or thirty fifth on the money list in the top seventy five. Get their card, and it was very stressful, and I was, you know, panicking per usual, and you know, I was thinking, man, I don't know if I can do this type deal. I had, you know, my my buddy Austin with me. He was rooming with me there, kind of jumping week to week. I think we played like nine weeks in a row. Um, so that was, you know, and I kind of, at the end of the year, I played well and, and, and managed to get my card in the playoffs. So that was a huge experience. And I guess my rookie year on tour, same thing. I, I played more than half the season. I am playing terrible. You know, I, I, I had a top 10 finish early in the year at Sanderson, but that was pretty much it for my year to, to speak for it. So, you know, I, I just kind of show up to the U.S. Open and it was sort of, you know, now or never feeling. Uh, I was playing well and, it just kind of snowballed. I played well at the U.S. Open. I secured my card the next week of the Travelers. I got super comfortable right away. Ended up winning the Greenbrier. Kind of played decent through the playoffs, and then kind of snuck into the, the into East Lake. You know, I didn't really know what what everything meant. I I didn't know you know I didn't know getting East Lake frees up your whole schedule for the next year. Everything, and so I'm sitting there. They're telling me all this stuff. I was like, man, this is really nice. <laughs> This is this is awesome. I'm sitting there, you know, in Atlanta, like just there's only 30 guys. It was just such a, I was so relaxed, I was so happy, so relieved. I guess relief was the, the biggest feeling. That sort of this is the end of the year, and I, I was just I played so free, and it was it was a pretty pretty special week. You know, we have an ongoing debate here. Is it more important? to a young player to win a major or to win the FedEx Cup playoffs and the Tour Championship. It's you know, kind of either or, but I, I think in your case, probably like you just said, it sets the stage for everything, not only money, but your exemptions and everything else. I mean, if you can win a major, if you can just throw a major on the resume early, I mean, so be it. Obviously, it's something that doesn't happen often. You know, the likes of JT and Jordan, um, obviously, a few others have done it at a very young age. Rory, Tiger, Brooks, all those guys have sort of notched majors at a very young age. And 
it's just it's it's hard for a reason. Like I said, I mean, I I went into East Lake with zero expectations, and when you show up to a major, there's just a certain standard and certain expectation and sort of a anxiety cloud hanging over the tournament. I know people, you know Brooks just kind of spoke spoke to it, saying you know there's 50 or 60 people he didn't even worry about. And it's kind of it's kind of brutal because you kind of go every major championship. There's just a different feel, so they are really hard to win. There's only four of them, so I mean, I think for me, obviously, winning a major would be easier if you can win a different tournament initially versus if you win a major first, your expectations might be through the roof. Um, so I don't really have their own path, but I mean, obviously, if you can win a major early, I mean, I, I don't think anyone would pass on that. Xander, you're brought to us by our friends and your friends at Callaway Golf. You've got a great relationship with those guys. Talk about that. Yeah, they've been they've they've been really a, a solid part of my team. I feel like they were. I played Tanner for a very long time and uh, ended up switching over to Callaway. Uh, and a lot of it, the relationship we developed initially, they're just they're very relaxed. They're very understanding. They sort of let me slowly work my way into their equipment. They never forced anything on me. They've just been like a very reliable, trustworthy sort of part of my team where I feel very comfortable going to them for advice or sort of anything that I need. You know what I mean? And so and when I see the guys out there, it, you know, it's sort of like your own little family, you know, like the Cowboy family out there. We just kind of see, see, see the – obviously, recently with the COVID stuff, it's sort of one guy's allowed on the range at a time in terms of the reps, but – Normally when you can go in the van, it's a very chill part of the week where you can go see the boys, kind of talk some smack for, you know, five or ten minutes, get away from the tournament, and then kind of, you know, readjust going back to the range. So um, it's, it's been a very uh, comforting feeling for me to know that, you know, they have my back and, and I'm happy to play for them. Sounds like you're in your car, so you don't have your club sitting right next to you. But uh, clo- uh, not close your eyes, but just kind of think it, think in your mind and walk us through your bag. I think it all starts with a Maverick driver, doesn't it? Oh, I, I know exactly what's in my bag. Uh, we got the yeah, we got the Maverick. I got the triple diamond driver head, Sub Zero. Um, sort of been my baby. Um, it's just uh, it's sort of everything I wanted. I struggled a little bit right when I got to Callaway uh, with the driver, but. They, they promised me they'd, they'd get me into something that I absolutely love, and, and they obviously have done that. So um, it's been the easiest switch, I mean, probably for anything that I've ever played. Um, I got all the fairway woods, kind of been bouncing back between the Rogue and Maverick. Um, and I got irons that they've made for me. Um, Apex Pros is a version on. I wasn't happy with the uh, offset on the iron, and they were able to – knock it down and, and make it sort of perfect. So that was a, a huge relief. And um, I just switched to the, the new Chrome Soft, the X, the 2020. So I actually switched to it last week. I wasn't getting enough spin with my old golf ball and um, was out in the range for about 10 minutes and, and switched to, to the new 2020 Chrome Soft X, which I kind of threw in the bag right away and, and it seemed to be a success. So. Back to your three woods, Xander. We were interviewing uh, Webb Simpson a few weeks ago, and he said ex- kind of what you were saying between the lines there. He says a good three wood is hard to find, and sometimes you got one that might be a couple years old. You don't want to change from it. Is that kind of the case with the yeah. road? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, three woods are sort of they're weird clubs in the bag. I, I don't know what it is about them. You know, a lot of it has to do with shaft, I think, and uh, – 
the, the combination of everything, I'm, I'm not sure what it is, but I've heard several, I mean, you'll see some players out there with like, you know, they've been with the company for 10 years and they're playing a three with from 2010. You know what I mean? It's like, huh? Um, so I fell in love with the row. It was the first three they ever threw in my bag and five wood. I've never been able to, I've never had a five wood. I always was like a two iron guy. And when I got on tour, the greens are firm. And I saw a bunch of guys, you know, float shots in for 250. And I was like, I cannot do that with my two iron. So they gave me a five wood. I fell in love with them. I mean, it's, it's a shot that sort of won me the tournament over in Hawaii. Um, on the 18th hole there, so um, I've I, I just hit too many good shots with the rogue woods probably for me to switch out of them. And fortunately, like I said, uh, Callaway they're, they're, they're super understanding, so they're just like, we just want you to be happy. Uh, the rogue three was great. You know, whenever you're ready for the Maverick ones, you can jump into them. Uh, but if you love the rogue ones, you know, feel free. So that's sort of part of the relationship that I love. As we close, Xander, what's what's it look like for you the rest of the year? Um, it's a great question. I mean, I. Um, Fighting to to get into East Lake, um, but just the playoffs. I got a week off here at home, and then I'm doing Memphis, the PGA Championship, uh, which is apparently still sort of a speculation on whether or not it's going to be at San Francisco. I, I don't know if they've set in stone the tournament there, just because we California's locked back down. I've, I've heard word that it might go somewhere else potentially, but who knows? Um, and then just the playoffs. I, I sort of haven't thought too far ahead. I heard there's also our Asian swing on tour is with China canceling all tournaments. Uh, the HSBC won't occur in Asia. So I know that traveling and everything with the whole COVID thing has been funky. So we're still waiting on a few things with the, with the whole Asian swing with the TJ Cup, the Zozo, and, and the WGC uh, news on, on where those terms will be or if they're going to occur or not. Because if they don't, then that kind of put a, a hole in our schedule. So kind of playing around that in all honesty um, to see if they're going to be in Asia or over in the States. Um, but I'm kind of just trying to keep my, like we said, the, the season's ending, but it feels like it's just starting. So I'm trying to keep my, my head clear on just the playoffs and kind of the, the next five tournaments I'm going to play. What's it like for you without fans out there? It's quiet. You know, it's, uh, um, it's kind of interesting. I, I'm not really, you know, one to really feed off the crowd. I kind of keep to myself when I play. I don't get too high or too low. Um, so, but but it, it is nice, you know, when you, when you do something nice and you kind of get the recognition of the crowd or, you know, if you're hitting up a hill and sort of feels like you're at home playing with your buddies, you know what I mean? No one wants to tell you a good shot <laughs> if you hit it close. Um, so, you know, I think we all miss them. Um, pra- like practice has been more efficient just getting around the property um, but you know it's, it's always cool to see the kids and to have fans and just people support you just for you know whatever reason they want to support you and um, that is always a, a nice part of the sport and to, to be missing is, is kind of a at first it was kind of like oh, okay this is kind of cool it's quiet but then afterwards you're like alright this is kind of too quiet <laughs> yeah and you mentioned something there that I was just thinking of the kids Man, the next generation, you miss seeing those kids out there. Yeah, you know, it's always, you know, someone always told me, just always, my, my dad always makes sure, like, if, if I'm tired or don't want to sign autographs, I mean, I always try to do my best uh, um, just to do that. But, you know, I'll always, I try to always stop for a kid. Just because, You never know. I mean, I remember I would, I got Brett Wetterick's glove at Torrey Pines. It was like this old, sweaty, crusty glove from Brett Wetterick coming in like 2000 five i think or something like that or oh six and you know at the time i didn't i didn't even know who he was but i was so excited 
when I was young and I first got on tour, I was kind of embarrassed. I didn't. I was like, why do these people want my autograph? It's kind of weird, you know what I mean? That's kind of how I think about stuff. So I was kind of embarrassed, and but my dad always would push me out to the crowd and make sure I just signed, even if they didn't know who I was, just go sign the autographs. And so I just I always think back to that moment when you know whether it gave me that sweaty crusty glove on the 18th hole and how excited I was. And I think my mom still has it somewhere in the house, but it kind of made my day. You know, I figured if I can make a kid's day, that, that's kind of that'd make me really happy. Xander, we thank you so much for your time, man. I know you're busy, and uh, the demands on you are great. Thanks to you. Thanks to Callaway Golf for bringing you on with us. Final words for our listeners from uh, Xander Shoffley out in San Diego. Yeah, just to, just to stay tuned. Um, hopefully we can, you know, keep keep you guys entertained through the playoffs and um, for supporting me. Thank you so much. Um, please keep supporting me. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll, do our, we'll do our best to, to keep you guys entertained and yeah, I think we've had some pretty exciting golf uh, post-quarantine here, and, and I don't see why we're going to stop. Yeah, best is yet to come. Xander, thanks so much, my friend. We'll be pulling for you the rest of the year. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Well, you can't help but pull for that young man. 26 years old, number 11th in FedEx Cup points, also number 11th in the official world golf ranking this week. Xander Shoffley brought to us by our friends at Callaway Golf, who we owe a debt of thanks to our friends out there at Callaway and also to Xander and to you, our listeners. And we'll do it again next time. We have another episode of the Worldwide Golf Shops Insider Podcast here at WorldwideGolfShops.com. So long, everyone.